I'm excited you're here. I want you to know this. Um, you're here. Uh, and every Sunday morning, it, it's kind of that thing for me. And this is one of those things that God's given me to, to sort of wrestle with on Sundays is uh, when I get up, because this morning uh, God gave me some good rest last night. It probably has something to do with spreading 18 tons of gravel yesterday. But anyway, all that aside, um, this morning when I woke up, I woke up, at, at, I got up at 425 and I was looking around. I was like, all right, God, what's the morning going to be like? What, what, what's the day going to be? What, what's worship going to be like? And, and always in that question is always, who's going to be there? Right? I mean, because truthfully, we know and you know. I mean, uh, uh, we, we, we don't know how to predict or, or, or even are we even supposed to know that when we gather here on Sunday morning, uh, who's going to be where and, and how they will make it to this point, right? I mean, we really don't know. And, and, and as, as a pastor, I, I always have been that thing. Uh, and, and this is just the, you know, anyway, let me confess some sin here. Here you go. God, what if nobody shows up? What will I do if nobody shows up? So uh, I've always envisioned that, okay, if y'all aren't here, I'm going to worship anyway. You know, I'm going to put on some music. I'm just going to dance all around the room, uh, use the aisle, all of it, right? I, I, I spoke with someone last week. Remember I was telling you about the, the wedding preparation stuff I was doing in Pisgah Forest last week. And this young lady, Rachel, that I'm going to be doing her wedding on May the 8th, uh, she said to me, she said, yeah, you know, the first Sunday, and I was, I was pastoring at Pisgah Forest Church back then. She said, the first Sunday my family came to Pisgah Forest Church, you did a cartwheel down the center aisle. I said, you were there that day? <laughs> so, so anyway, um, my point is, is that as we gather this morning, God knew you were going to be here. God knew where you were going to be sitting. God knew in advance what you brought in, you know, what, what's happened for you this week, what, what uh, good things that you are here to celebrate, what bad things you are here to pray about, what things that you've got to overcome to be able to, to clear the, the, the sort of the fog of God, God, God trying to speak to us. God intends to speak to us. Every person in the room, God's got something this morning that he wants to say to you. Okay, so here's what I want you to know. You belong here. Whether you intended it, whether you walked in the room wondering whether you belonged here or not. See, uh, that's what happens. And so I want to share with you from uh, Ephesians chapter 2 this morning. We're going to be in chapter 2, verses 11 through 22. I brought this up here this morning. I usually leave it down there on the front pew because what I do is I go to Facebook, to the Gatherings Facebook page. I copy the link for our live worship. Then I go to my Facebook page and post it. Okay, because these, you guys are the gathered and you belong here. You guys on the, on the screen, on, watching right here, y'all belong here too. It's really cool. My sister's always one of the first ones to log in to watch. Y'all know that? That's uh, a pretty daunting thing because she knows me better than all of y'all do. Except for Angie and Eli. They are here this morning, so. But it's funny to see who all logs in to watch. There are folks that, that I've known through the years, folks from Pisgah Forest. There's folks from up in Maryland. Stephen LaPointe's watching. At least it said he was. Anyway, Chris, there, there's just a lot of people. And, and here's what I want you to know, that in, in this uh, economy of God's worship, 
of following Jesus, of walking in this relationship and fellowship with Jesus Christ and with each other in the body. See, the last two weeks, that's what we've been focusing on. I'm going to tie all this in together in just a minute. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 through 22. Uh, Pray with me, all right? I got to calm down. God, thank you. Oh, I'm so blessed. Every day that I get to wake up and you're there. I am so blessed that that you watch over me. And so, God, as I arose this morning at 425 and, and, and simply began to ponder the day, to consider and pray about the day, and know, God, that at 810, that, that worship corporately would begin, but, God, worship began at 425. And God, that as we prepared and as we came together, God, you knew every person that would be here this morning. And you knew exactly where we were, not simply physically, but God, you knew where we were emotionally. And you knew where we were spiritually. And as we come into this place, God, you are going to meet each of us right where we are. So God, I praise you this morning that you have a word for every one of us. Might not be the same word. It's going to come from the same text with regard to Scripture as far as my preaching is concerned. But God, you might be talking to somebody from this particular text about something that happened 20 years ago. Or something that happened yesterday. Or something that happened in church or something that happened in my family or your family or our family. Because we don't know. But God, I do know that you want to speak to us this morning. God, let us hear your voice. Let us hear your word. Let us understand that which you are communicating to us today. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Paul writes these words, So then remember that at one time you were Gentiles in the flesh, called the uncircumcised by those called the circumcised, which is done in in the flesh by human hands. At that time, you were without Christ, excluded from the citizenship of Israel and foreigners to the covenants of promise, without hope, without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who made both groups one and tore down the dividing wall of hostility. In his flesh, he made of no effect the law consisting of commands and expressed in regulations so that he might create in himself one new man from the two resulting in peace. He did this so he might reconcile both to God in one body through the cross by which he put the hostility to death. He came and proclaimed the good news of peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of God's household. built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In him, the whole building being put together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you are also being built together for God's dwelling in the spirit. 
So, so the message is titled Citizens and Saints versus Strangers and Aliens. You know, that's the way the world sets things up, right? I mean, we, we look at, at, at uh, sports and it's somebody versus somebody all the time, right? Uh, it, it, it's a competitive sort of uh, encounter in much of our lives. And, and the world has set it up so that, so that uh, there are some who prevail and some who don't. And, and, and the way the world system goes is, is that, that there are some on this side and some on that side. And we are forced into this sort of understanding of the us and them mentality you see and that's what and, and I this message came together back on Monday before I put the, 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 the actual words of the outline together on Tuesday and Wednesday and then started uh, handwriting some notes and ideas of, of, of what is God trying to communicate through the pen of Paul to the body of Christ at Ephesus during the mid first century following Jesus' resurrection See, there's a lot to that, right? So think about it. Palm Sunday, we talked about what God had done on our behalf by, by the shed blood of Jesus Christ, that, that he died for our forgiveness. Then on Easter Sunday, we talked about the resurrection and, and he was raised for our justification. And then last Sunday, we talked about second thing second. We come together for the purpose of loving God. And then last week we talked about loving each other and loving our neighbors and those that we con come in contact with. And then we walk out of here on a Sunday morning, whether it's at 9, 10, 10, 25, or, or 11, 40, or 12, 50, right? When we walk out of here, we're thrust back into a world that pits us as us and them. And as I've looked at this and as, 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 as I pay attention to what people are saying, you know, they go out to their families. And, and, and in families, there's, there's this us and them. Or they go to their place of work and there's this us and them. And, and, and I'm not defining us as in them. I'm not talking about the Christians against the non-Christians at your workplace. I'm just talking about our culture has established division. We divide things up. Now, can I just tell you, this is a, a plan and work and scheme that has come down from the very beginning in creation. The adversary, Satan, the devil, whatever name you want to give him, the one who is at enmity from the very beginning after his own cast out against God doesn't want unity doesn't want oneness whether it be in the population of the world or within the body of Christ Satan doesn't want oneness between husbands and wives and so, so he will use any little to get between people and that's what's going on. I mean, we've got some new stuff going on. Y'all notice? What do you think? Y'all notice we got some new things going on, right? <laughs> I laugh about it because yeah. it's funny to me to, to recognize what's happening. Do y'all know that Satan is doing today the same thing he has always done? 
you know. I mean, I, I, I run into it, uh, even in the body of Christ, and even people who, are, who I'm close to. You know, you, dare I even go here? Some of you are going to freak out over me. Yeah, okay. I had to, had to, you know. All right, which camp are you in? Right? Do you like this or do you like that? Do you prefer this or do you prefer that? Do you believe this or do you believe that? Do you trust this or do you trust that? I mean, I watched something on television yesterday, y'all, that just, I was encouraged. Man, I was excited about it. I, I thought, yes! <laughs> you know, and I, and I was able to get in a camp. I, I know, you know, come, come August, where I'm going to be, where I'm going to belong. Right? Y'all understand what I'm saying? Man, Trevor Lawrence is going to the Jaguars. See, y'all have no idea what I'm talking about. See, I know, but that's just personal to me. I watched ESPN for about 30 minutes yesterday and watched a special on quarterback Trevor Lawrence, and he's, he's more than likely going to be the first draft pick. He's from Clemson. He, you know, he, all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, but see, none of y'all have a clue what I'm talking about except maybe one or two of you. See, y'all thought I was going to say, do you wear a mask or not wear a mask? <laughs> Do you believe in vaccines or don't believe in vaccines? Uh, do, you see, I mean, that's kind of, we've been divided yet again in our culture and our society so that there's an enmity between us and other people and Satan is still at work. He's been doing it all along. So where do you belong? Can I just tell you right now? You belong here. Okay, you belong here. I don't, you know, I look around the room and I know most of the faces in the room and I know most of the people in the room. And even if I don't, you belong here. You know how I know that? Because you're here. Whatever just little, you know, finger of the Spirit of God this morning poked you and said, you need to be in worship at 810 at the gathering this morning. Right? Guess what? We could have all ignored it. As a matter of fact, that's the great, you know, that, 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 that sort of futility fear of my life is, is what if I show up one Sunday morning and nobody's there? Guess what? It'll be me and God. Right? So you're supposed to be here. You're, God purposed in His will and, and His mind for you to be a part of worship this morning. So you belong here. And yet, Paul has very strong words for us right here. He says, you were once Gentiles in the flesh. Now, of course, he's speaking to the body of Christ at Ephesus, but he's talking about uh, this, this sort of separation spiritually. That at this time, when Paul is writing, he is writing uh, primarily to a group of, of Jesus' followers who, who came out of, of a background of the Jewish faith, of a Judaism, and, and, and they've, they've recognized Christ, Jesus the Christ, as the Messiah. And so they've, they've transitioned from the, 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 the faith that they were steeped and brought up in, and now they're just all about following Jesus, and they're in Ephesus, and Paul's preached to them and shared with them and, and written to them, and, and others are, are leading and guiding in the body of Christ at Ephesus. He says, but remember... 
You were once Gentiles in the flesh. Now, can I just tell you something for the Jew? <laughs> that was just about the worst possible thing you could say about somebody. You old Gentile. Because that, that, that was a reference to worldliness, to sin, to self-seeking, to, to a, a, a sort of a disregard for the Creator God. You gen, called the uncircumcised. Now, we're not going to get real specific with that one. Uh, but you were called the uncircumcised by those called the circumcised, which truth of the matter is that whole circumcision thing is just a, a flesh thing. That's what he's saying. It's done with human hands. At that time, you were without Christ. What did it mean to be without Christ? You were excluded from the citizenship of Israel. Now, all right, here, here, we live in a geopolitical world. We know that means that little country right over there off the Mediterranean squashed between Egypt and, and, and Jordan. And, uh, is that what he's talking about right there? Now, see, this is a reference to, <clears throat> to the, the, the Israel that are chosen and loved by God. Right? And historically speaking, yes, nation, people, all of that. And yet, watch what Paul did. This is fun. Sorry, I got really excited working on this this week. Because Paul, no. <laughs> Paul is about to transition from us and them. He's about to transition us from nationalities, ethnicities. He's about to take us from this, this, this world of division into the spiritual world of oneness and inclusion. And he says this, he says, you were excluded from the citizenship of Israel. You were foreigners to the covenants of promise. He's talking about it. He's pointing all the way back to Genesis 12 and Abraham and coming through to Isaac and Jacob and, 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 and all the way up through the nation-building process of the people, quote, of God, which is resultingly the nation of Israel. And he's pointing back to all that stuff to an audience that understands exactly what he's saying. But you and I sit way over here in the U.S. in 2021 going, yeah, we don't get it. But we, we, we got the words we understand. <clears throat> you are foreigners to the covenants of promise without hope and without God in the world. Can I can, can grab the correlation there? When you are without God. You are without hope. I, Paul says a lot in little bits and phrases right here. But now. Now, there's a negative reference to the word. All right, I'm going here. Y'all just have to put up with it. There's a negative reference to the word but in, in English language. Uh, I had someone say to me, everything you say before the word but is worthless. You can say all kind of great and wonderful things. Oh, you're so pretty. You're so talented. You're so gifted. But just erase all that stuff in front of that. In this text and in this context, that's exactly what's going on. 
all that stuff about being foreigners and, 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 and separated from the covenants of promise and without hope and without God in the world, but erase all that and look at this. Now in Christ Jesus, you who were far away and have been brought near by the blood of Christ. That's what we've been talking about the last three weeks, y'all. Jesus died on the cross for our forgiveness. He rose from the dead for our justification. And we love God back and we love each other. Okay? That's what it's about. For he is our peace. Did you get that? He. The world is going crazy. Now, when I say something like that, everybody here thinks I know, they know what I'm talking about. They think I'm referencing things like politics, or they think I'm referencing things like the media, or they think I'm uh, whatever, they think I'm talking about the CDC, or, or whatever. Well, can I just go ahead and tell you, yeah, I'm talking about all of them. The world is going crazy. Okay? But not in this room, in this room, he, Jesus, is our peace. Folks, I have this incredible privilege every week to hang out with people one-on-one. -on -one. It's become a big deal for me to just hang out with people. And, and, and if we have a conversation about the crazy, I always feel compelled to point to the peace. You know, I preached several months ago now in the midst of the crazy. And no matter what's going on in the world around us, no matter what mandates come down from whatever higher authority, hierarchy, governmental, whatever, I don't care what happens out there. It doesn't change who I am in here. And so as I go out into the world, I'm still just God's kid living the life that God has given me in the shed blood of Jesus Christ. See that? Wow. For he is our peace who made both groups one, tore down the dividing wall of hostility. See, because in that day and time, there was a, 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 a huge separation with regard to, to the, the Jewish people group, ethnicity, uh, race, whatever, religion even, with everything outside of that. And, and so now Paul is writing to a group at Ephesus that by and large is probably a majority Jewish, former or or or. Uh, completed Jews, you know, they're primarily they've come out of Jewish faith, but guess what? Now there are some, some Gentiles and that's why he's saying this. He says uh, to remember that at one time you were, you were Gentiles in the flesh and so in Ephesus he's writing specifically in this passage to those who, who left the secular self-serving, self-seeking, divisive world and now they're a part of the body of Christ and, and he's telling them with Jews and Gentiles like God tore down the dividing wall. Man, listen, this is, a, he made of no effect the law consisting of commands and expressed in regulations. 
So, so as, a, as a faith group, Jews in the past judged their worth to God based on how well they obeyed laws and commands. Is it safe to say that in the body of Christ, we contend in that direction? Right? I heard there's a song out right now. Some of the bands may know what I'm talking about, some of the musicians here, but it says, there's no first in line at the foot of the cross. It means there's no, okay, you come to the front, you guys go to the back. See that? There's no first in line at the foot of the cross. He, he, he made no effect the law com- consisting of commands and regulations so that he might create in himself one new man from the two, resulting in peace. So s- strangers and aliens, Gentiles in the flesh. Right, so in, in that context, in that day and time, Gentiles, what does it mean? Not Jews. It wasn't just specifically a reference to Greeks or, or, or to, to Egyptians or other groups. It was just not Jews. These were the people who were not of the redeemed, not included in the covenants of promise. Now, we know in Old Testament Judaism there were proselytes. There were those who came and converted to the faith of, of the covenants of Judaism. But, but by and large, Gentiles were not of the redeemed. Uh, they were in the flesh, not in the spirit, the God, you know, God's spirit. And, and, and specifically, the Gentiles were far from God. You know, we live in a world where now they say, oh, you know, all roads lead to God. All faiths lead to God. All, uh, <clears throat> I love it when somebody tells me that they're a spiritual person. My general response is always, Really? Which spirit? Right? I mean, consider it. It's two spiritual forces in the universe that God's created. God himself and the devil. All right, let's go back to us and them. Let's pick. Now, you see my point? That's what he's saying here. He's created one out of the, the, the separateness. There was a far from God. And now these who have, who have surrendered and received redemption in Jesus Christ are now near. So what does near mean? All right, so Gentile means not Jew. But it also points to the picture of uh, in fellowship and covenant with God and not. Near means what? Not far. Okay? All right, so I, I pastored for six years up in Maryland. I remember we were in the fellowship hall of the of Town Baptist one day, and the head trustee and I were looking at some construction renovation kind of stuff, and and he he well he is of Greek descent and uh, anybody in Maryland I'm talking about Andreas Galanis anyway anyway he's of Greek descent and and we were at one end of the fellowship hall and this is what he said <laughs> he says to me he's he born and raised in Maryland. He says, well, uh, we could take such and such and such and such and put it over yonder. That is not a Maryland term. And I will go ahead and tell you, it is not a term that Andreas understood correctly. Uh, We were in a room. 
If I'm pointing to Bobby, he's over there. If Bobby's out in the yard, then he's over yonder. And so Andreas and I were standing there, I looked at him and I went, don't use that word because you don't know how. Near, not far. Okay? And, and, and the reference to near here is not far from the presence of God. Not far from the presence of God. He did this so that he might reconcile both to God, both to God in one body through the cross by which he put the hostility to death. He came and proclaimed the good news of peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. See what he's saying? He's saying that, that, that there is this point in Christ Jesus where the history of your faith or lack thereof is now made one in Christ. Okay? For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So once strangers and aliens, Gentiles, brought near to the presence of God. And then this is this is this is the fun thing right here. You ready? So then you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of God's household. Wow! You know, in Rome at this time, to be a citizen made all the difference in the world. Because more than half of the population in Rome were slaves. Not citizens. Not, not uh, with access to the benefits of Roman society. So this is a huge statement for Paul to be making right here. You have been made fellow citizens with the saints. Who are the saints? Now, some of you know I went to school in New Orleans. Not those saints. You know, the Bible over and over and over again refers to all Christians in the New Testament as saints. When I was growing up, we, we, we had a youth choir. How many remember the days of youth choir? That was in the 70s. All right, so we had a youth choir. And I, and I remember one, one um, choir tour we went on, we were all wearing white pants, white shoes, white belts, and pastel shirts. And I fought not to wear the pink one. My friend Brad, uh, he, he was in, in our wedding. He was in my and Angie's wedding. He, he was a dear friend from school and everything. He couldn't sing worth a flip. Oh, man, it was terrible. Matter of fact, Mr. Scott asked him just to mouth the words. And so, so, so Brad became kind of that, that sort of focal point of humor and 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 mr scott could tell that maybe he had stepped over the line a little bit and made brad feel bad about himself and so one day i remember in choir practice with all the girls and us four boys because there were only four boys in this choir he pointed out that 
Brad was a saint. And he started from that day forward calling him Saint Brad. That's the funniest thing. I, I, we all laugh. Saint Brad! Yeah it, it, yeah, it became fun. But according to the New Testament and, and much of Paul and Peter as they wrote to the body of Christ, the, quote, small d, disciples following Jesus throughout the New Testament, saints set apart by God, set apart for God. And we have joined them in citizenship, being made equal across the body of Christ. Members of God's household, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In him, the whole building being put together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him. You, you belong. You're adopted. You've been made equal within the body of Christ before the throne of God. Pastors aren't elevated. Sunday school teachers aren't elevated. Deacons aren't elevated. We all stand together. At the foot of the cross. Exactly. It's exactly right, y'all. Citizens and saints. Strangers and aliens. Right? What message do you share when you encounter those who are far? Do you love them? You let them know they have the opportunity just as you do to be near. Folks, we can walk out of a room like this that has a really pointed roof to it and, you know, appropriate lighting and all that sort of thing. And we can walk out into the world and become an us and them. Or we can walk out into the world and be the body of Christ. Because here you go. The they out there will know you follow Jesus if you have love for one another. See, I get, I won't say I get challenged on this. I get questioned on this from time to time. As to what camp I fall in, I go, you know, I shared this about the Roman Empire. I, I, I'm with Jesus. Okay? I'm not in that camp, and I'm not in that camp. I'm just with Jesus. Okay? I'm not choosing your team unless the Clemson quarterback is playing for them. <laughs> I needed to reference that back. You know, that's where I started, so I got to finish with it. But here's my point, y'all. In the world around us, we're not a part of the us and them. When we go out into the world, we're only a part of Him. Okay? Pray with me. God, thank You for today. Thank You that You have loved us and loved us and loved us. God, help us not to forget that. Help us not to disregard 
the fact that we were lifted out of sin, that we were lifted out of an identity of lostness and separateness from God. God, thank you that you pulled us in. You made us one of your own. You made us a part of the household that you established in your son, Jesus Christ. And you tore down the hostility that exists. I'm not mad at people in the world. I'm not mad. I'm not angry with people who don't think and believe like I do. God, I just want to love you and love you first and love you most. And I want to show to others the love that you showed to me. God, I thank you for everybody in this room. Every person here belongs here. God, I just pray that we would run after Jesus in everything we do. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.